Good morning and welcome to Wake Up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. This is a show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. So join us for a conversation as we shed light on the upside of upside down living. I'm Matt Ham, and with me is my good buddy Kevin Adams. It is Monday morning, Kevin. How are you, my friend? Happy Monday. I'm great. Happy Monday. How are you? Good, man. It's like uh, the Isaiah Festival is behind us here in Wilmington. We got some sunshine and and, uh, the weather is a little bit cool, but uh, nice. As we were talking about on the way over, it's just so nice to see the sun out and kind of refreshing. I love to see the scarcity of clouds. (laughs) Right. There's uh, uh, one little cloud in the sky, you know, kind of sneaking into the picture. Right. And... uh, you, you kind of applaud the effort, but it sure is good to see a big blue sky. It's awesome, man. My, my uh, We were bummed because it rained. You know, it was like a lot of rain on Thursday, overnight Thursday. A lot of storms, I think, in other parts of the southeast. But we were kind of like, oh, man, it's raining. And, of course, my five-year-old is, is like, Dad, April showers bring May flowers, you know. <laughs> and I was wow. like, yeah, but it brings rain right now, buddy. <laughs> you know, thanks for the perspective. But it uh, it's raining on the parade. But no, it's good to be back and uh, with you guys this morning. And if you uh, are new and join us, welcome. This is a, a show, like we said, where we shed light on the upside of upside down living. We talk about faith. Uh, we talk about purpose. We talk about passion and, and how that correlates with us where we are right now in our lives. You know, how do we make sense of what we see in culture? How do we make sense of the things we struggle with and bring faith into that conversation? Uh, Kevin is a fantastic author and he, he wrote a book called The Extravagant Fool. Uh, I'm an author as well. And so we bring just ourselves into this uh, conversation. To, to to hopefully encourage and inspire you guys to uh, to take uh, to take thought about to put thought into you know uh, life and and how faith plays out in it. So uh, the phone lines are open. If anybody wants to jump in on the call, nine one zero seven six five zero zero nine seven. Happy to chat with you, Kevin. I actually ran into a couple folks this weekend just with the Isaiah festivities and whatnot. And a couple of folks said they had the radio show playing while they were at work, you know, just kind of in the background, said it was a, a transition from sports radio for them. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's very encouraging. <laughs> we don't know. We're uh, we're in a little room here and, and just talking. You're right. So it's nice to hear hear from folks. And, uh, yeah, that's that's really encouraging, even if, if they're the only two. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. I, I found it to be uplifting. You know, the cool thing, too, is for those that are listening, you can actually go now. We have the show live streaming on our website as well as radio archives. So folks can go to wakeupourfaith.com. They can get the archives of the shows, previous shows, shows we've already recorded. You can also uh, listen live with the live streaming app we have there. So if you have not been by, do go by wakeupourfaith.com, catch up on old shows, uh, connect with Kevin and myself. We'd love to have a conversation with you. So Kevin, what is uh, what is in the news today? What is on our, our docket? Well, is there a docket? <laughs> what is a docket? It's for court, like right? Like you need a robe and a gal. <laughs> I know, right. I don't know, docket. Uh, well, <clears throat> there's probably lots of things we could talk about. Something that I found interesting uh, was this. Uh, well, it, let me back off of that a little bit. That, that just the overall idea of technology and how does that blend with faith? And and you know what's what's our what's our place or our view or worldview as uh, believers in a, in a world that is uh, increasing. 
uh, technology is outpacing our ability to even understand it. I'm talking about lay, just a layman, everyday guys, guys and gals, just it is moving so fast. We can't keep up with, uh, or, or how to, how to maintain it or how to control it. And I'm not, that's not a doomsday approach. It's just a fact. It's sure. It's so we have to take hold of it at some point and, and try to understand it and what we're going to use it for. Uh, and I think we're at that critical mass, um, moment but anyway to, to so that's sort of where I'm well i i know yeah i, I remember the other day i was recording a video and i had to go buy a, a, an sd card right like a storage mm-hmm. chip and the thing had like two gigabytes and it was the size of my thumb <laughs> and 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 two gigabytes was the size of my computer hard drive you know just a few years ago yeah when i bought my right. my, my macbook air mm-hmm. and and that's like 10 or 100 times the size of the computer that I used when I was in college. You know what I mean? And that's just in a 10 to 15-year period. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so it, it's it's really incredible how – and you think about the, all the live streaming stuff now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we could turn on a phone right now, Yeah. put this on video, put it live, right. and people from all over the world could tune in just like it was, a you know. Yeah. Well, it, I think it, there's an interesting dilemma that occurs it, it, for me especially because I'm – now, I'm 49 years old. I got another month left. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a surfboard. It's my birthday present <laughs> nice. coming up. My wife handed it. Count down to the surfboard. You're getting a surfboard for your 50th. I like it. I, I grew up surfing, so it, it'll just be a, a relearning of the bike riding thing. But anyway, um, it, I think people in my generation uh, got to got to – watch technology advance and but also have a fond memories of how life was without cell phones and you know they're great but at the same time they are incredibly divisive when it comes to family time and mm. you know uh time spent with one another people are still trying to sneak a look or hold on to that cell phone and and and, and not because they're they're making a call but because there are so many apps on there that you want to play a game, yeah. you know. You, so you spend your whole life in this box of a little thing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm working on a thought right now. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I was at one of the concerts this weekend for the Azalea Festival, yeah. and I was standing in the back. Right, I want to get down into the crowd. I was kind of standing back, and it was a you know, it kind of uh, the 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 lay of the land. The elevation fell towards the stage, so it was kind of a sloping thing. So you could yeah. see the entire crowd. And I was telling somebody is when the the musician came on, everybody's cell phone went up in the air, including my own. It's just natural tendency. Oh, I got to take a picture. Oh, I got to take a video. Right. And I looked, Kevin, and and thousands of people at the concert. I don't know that anybody was watching the concert. Yeah, they were watching it through their cell phone. <laughs> And it was amazing to me is like we live our lives through that lens of our phones now. Yes. Instead of the lens of our eyes. And that's the dilemma that we're kind of talking about here. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Neighbors used to used to be separated by screen doors (laughs) and now they're separated by uh, LCD screens. Yeah. So it's uh, that's just an interesting thought. Um, but yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. Uh, you know, reflecting back on my, well, I, it was a neat period to to grow up 
and 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 see things advancing mm-hmm. and uh, kind of dream about the future, but at the same time be able to look back and go, wow, there were some things that were better before. Absolutely. And uh, I, but but to your point, I can remember Christmases and birthdays where I'm always the video guy, you know, and I had a. A handheld. Right. I mean, back in the 80s, I had one of those big old... <laughs> right on your shoulder. You know, it was like it's a like boom a, box. Yeah. yeah I, mean, <laughs> I had one of those, and uh, people would, you know, hey, will you video me? Or, you know, especially surfing. And uh, But but anyway, I, so at Christmas, birthdays, or any kind of occasion, this was before the internet, but uh, early, early, maybe, uh, not before it, but the real early stages of it, back in the mid to late nineties, my kids were more tiny mm-hmm. and, um, I would, uh, always video them and I would, I would want that to be so perfect and, Oh, I got to catch that moment or look at that drool, you know, <laughs> right. whatever it was. Sure. Oh, oh, I got to capture this for when I'm 70. Yeah. And, and I, I, I remember catching myself going, wow, you're spending all your time videoing and you're not actually living this moment. Mm. You're missing out on it. So I kind of, I kind of had to catch myself, and to the point that you know, at some point, you just we don't even video anymore because it's so distracting. This is so convicting for me because my greatest struggle, admittedly, my wife would attest, my mom, anybody that's close to me would attest, my greatest struggle and challenge is my phone. Mm. Is putting my phone down, putting it away. And, and folks pick on me because I have a little sign in my car that says phone down, just as a reminder. It doesn't mean <laughs> I always put my phone down, Yeah, you know, just because there's this habitual kind of thing to mm-hmm. pick it up. But it does challenge me because there are times when I see it and I remember to put the phone down. But, but also, you know, when I get home with my kids, not feel the need to, oh, we got to take a picture of that or, oh, we got to, you know, it's just be there, you know, it's my yeah. greatest conviction and probably my one of my greatest vices right now, I think, is just separating and segregating myself from my phone and being with the people that I'm with. Yeah, that's right. It it it's a I think it's a big deal, and, and it's not uh, it's not anti phone. I mean, it's phones are amazing. Sure, and I'm not even sure we should call them phones because they're kind of a they're almost like a personal assistant anymore, yeah. and and they will be, and we we can get into that a little bit, but the. I think that it's just an interesting dilemma to to jump off of, uh, and and everybody has one. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, relatively speaking, for the yeah, especially here in America, everybody's got one. Yeah, and and so now you are, uh, and I'm I'm new. So I think what I was trying to say a minute ago was I, I can look back maybe with a little, little different perspective than my children. Sure. Um, or even somebody in your age group and say, wow, I remember the good things and, mm-hmm. and not sound like, oh, let's go back where we walked uphill both ways to school and <laughs> right. you know, shoveled snow. And, <laughs> no, it, it's better now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there were things that were better back then as far as, um, you know, it, it, there's a downside. So, but I, I've been looking into just thinking about the future and, and even what we're doing here, yeah. what you and I are doing together, and and how do we um, how do we use this uh, in, in in 
in this platform in, in a in the wisest way possible, where we can live our lives and and uh, still leverage technology and duplicate things, and you know, every we all want to do that, sure. But we also don't want to to lose the uh, the the soft heartedness that the being able to look at people in the eye and and talk to them, and that's uh, you know, it it kind of comes from this place of. We've gone through this mode of not we, you and I, but but the world of uh, build a platform, build mm-hmm. a platform, build a platform. It, the world is flat. Everybody can have a platform now, and well, that's true. That's that, that's incredible. It's wonderful because yeah, you can you can do anything. It's sure. the best time ever to, to step into who you are and and have some type of a, a business from that. Potentially, but the, but we I think what we're trying to do is say, look, forget the platform. Don't build a platform. Build people. Yeah. And and through that, you know, the good Lord will give you uh, your platform. So, uh, you know, without <clears throat> we could go in fifty rabbit trails yeah. with this, but but I think I've been I've been trying to be diligent about that for, just from my own perspective. Sure. And that is, um, you know, what apps. Are are uh, suitable? What's the right technology to use? And you know what my personal dilemma is in this? I always think, oh, well, it'll be better in a month. It'll be better next year. Right. So I don't have to even learn this. And I'm such a slow thinker. You're you're a quick thinker. Uh, I <laughs> by the time I learn something, <laughs> it takes me eight hours to. <laughs> You know, just to understand how to do one thing in a, a new app. So, yeah. anyway. It's interesting. I think the bigger question to me is like, okay, where is all of this going? And I think that that's, that's a great question, not only to ask ourselves about technology, about culture, about, you know, whatever, social issues. Uh, ask ourselves about right. ourselves. Where are we going, you know? Yeah. And I don't think we pause long enough to say where we're we going. You know, if, you, if you're going on a road trip, you know, I always think of like in, in New York City, if you're going to a certain place in New York City, you have to know kind of a, a route to to get there. You know, you know, if you want to go up, you know, town, you need to be on the green train or, you know, you're not gonna be on the yellow train because that's going over to Queens or whatever. And a lot of times we don't take enough reflection and saying, where are we going? We're on the train to Queens and we really want to go to uptown or whatever. Does it make sense? Yeah, I just I just feel right. like, you know, we we don't process these things, think about where we're going and we end up on this place where we're staring at our phones all the time yeah. and say, yeah, but I I really want to be with and love my kids. So why right. am I on my phone? Right. I'm on the yellow train headed over here and I'm supposed to be over on this one. And so I think right. that that where are we going with this is a great question to ask ourselves. Well, you see a guy walking down the street. I mean, you can walk into a crowd and what's the posture? The posture is uh, hand held out. Yep. Uh Rectangular device in it. The other hand, uh, you know, uh, scanning, swiping, moving some kind of way across the screen. And that's the posture. Any crowd you walk into, just about anywhere, except maybe church. And and I, I got to confess, I, 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 I witnessed it yesterday. I'm thinking, man, what's going on over there? You know, and, and uh, <laughs> There's a cup of Starbucks, a phone laying on the chair next to this person, and they're just woo, just swiping away. And mm. I'm just blown away by that. I, not not being critical, but but yeah, to your point, what's this? Is there a runaway train here? You know, where 
your world, your neighborhood, everything in your life is in that in that phone, in that little box. And you're missing the the blood and guts and the heart and the folks that are right there in front of you. I think the tension for me in this, and I, I'm going to carry on this conversation. If anybody wants to jump in, feel free. You can call in, Kevin. If you want to go somewhere else, just stop me because this is my heart and soul, man. Just so stop yeah. this rabbit, or I'll chase it. Yeah, because this is this is important to me because I have three kids um, who are getting to the point. Now, of course, baby Sarah James, she's not worried about a phone right now. But the five year old and four year old twins, my my boys, you know, they're they're already into the iPads and and iPhones and playing the apps. You know the, the the running games or whatever they play, right. you know, and and we we've, we've tried to say, okay, well, guys, let's do some states, and which the cool thing is, is Matthew, my son, five year old, he knows the states and capitals. He knows yeah. every single states and capitals sure. because we did a little matching game. Uh-huh. They can put a puzzle together with the states and capitals because right. we specifically gave them some apps for that, you know, uh, guessing colleges and mascots and things that are somewhat educational, not just you know dumb, just you know running a little man across the screen. <laughs> they they have that time. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what is healthy for my kids? You know, at what age is it okay for them to have their own device? Right. You know, how do you limit it? You know, but not just for my kids, but for me as well. So how do I navigate this as, as a business person who uses my phone for my email, for my pretty much my office line, mm-hmm. you know, for all my social media engagement? Right. You know, how do you navigate this? And that is the that is the ultimate thing. And I, and I think here's what's at the heart of it mm-hmm. for me. I always say this is the this is the temptation thought that is not I don't think healthy. What am I missing? Mm. Yeah, that's the thing that you, it makes you hit refresh. Yes. Uh, has anyone retweeted me? Has have have any new people followed me? Have I got some new likes? Yeah. I, I, what I am just I wanted to? Yeah. No. What am I missing? That that's. But here's the thing. By saying what am I missing on my phone, I'm actually missing what's right in front of me. Right. With the person that I can conversate with, yeah. you know, and and that is the challenge. Well, if we drill down into that, I think that's a fear-based idea. What am I missing? Um, there's an old saying in in the surfing world. Uh, it comes from the movie Endless Summer, the original Endless Summer, yeah. made back in the early '60s, and um, it, it's it's carried through the surfing world for you know several generations now, and that is you should have been here yesterday. You guys <laughs> really missed it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I love that. And I, I mean, even down at Curie Pier, there's a there's a little uh, slogan, and and it, that's about fishing. Uh, because it's such a fishing uh, centered, central center right. area, but it says it says something along the lines of "You should have been here last week." You know, so much better. Right, and it's the same idea, but but it taps into what you're talking about. What am I missing, and and what can I possibly squeeze into this moment? Mm. And uh, you know, I think also there are people who are are kind of gifted at being able to. Go okay. I got an hour. I can do twelve things in that hour, and I'm going to push my way through it. And that's not my thing. Um, you get a lot done, and I admire that. The other side of that is, you know, you might be missing your nose, uh, uh, despite your face. I yeah. Mean, what What are you missing? I, I remember coming up with this, uh, Mike, my buddy, our pastor. He he said this one time, and it stuck with me. He said that we make to do lists. 
because we want to be efficient and effective. We process these to-do lists, yeah. but we should be making to-be lists. You know, mm. who, who do we want to become? Right. What type of person do we want to be? You know, do we want to be someone who does all this stuff and neglects who we are in the process? Yeah. You know, we become what we do, right? We, right. We're, but we're not what we do. You know, we we are a right. being. Right. You know, not a doing kind of thing. And and I and I spoke about that and, and elaborated on it at a conference last year, Kevin, and I was really amazed at how many people gravitated towards that. Mm-hmm. Yet here we are with these kind of efficient to do lists with the phones and all that kind of stuff. And so I just think that there's and I try to say, okay, so how do we okay, I'm gonna step back. I'm going to say, where am I going? And see, what this wants me to do, my tendency is to take my phone and throw it through that window when we have these conversations because I get so frustrated that that I'm kind of trapped by that thing. And so I try to think about, so what what do you, for you, you, because you're active, you know, social media and and you do this as well. I mean, but how, how do, how, but how how does it process for you? Because we're probably on very different ends of that spectrum. And and I'm just kind of curious of what it looks like for you. Yeah, well, you know, I struggle with it. I I, I struggle with it from the opposite end. Um, I have learned, and, and I don't know if it's just age, personality, a blend of things, and I'm a little weird. <laughs> but, uh, that, that may be an understatement. But uh, I, I love exploring things that are real. And that's just how God made me. I mean, I love to, you know, I was a kid and jumped off the roof with an umbrella. <laughs> and it, it was a, you know, it was a garage roof. It was a lower part of the house and I didn't break anything. It did hurt. I jumped into a pile of leaves. Umbrella didn't work. But that's, uh, you know, so uh, there is a, a deep, deep place in the in the internet that you can, you can just continue on into any curiosity you have. So, that's very dangerous for me. Um, so, but the the good side of it is, wow, I can build a platform, or you know, I can get my message out. And uh, you know, I mean, you've got the Justin Bieber's of the world who just put some stuff on YouTube, and you know, a few years later, they're um, possibly uh, you know shouting out the name of Jesus for people. And and uh, I praise God for that 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 He's opened up and talking about that kind of stuff now with all the following he has. But yeah, for me, um, <clears throat> I, I feel like I'm not efficient enough. And, uh, you know, I, I have, uh, for some reason, been given a pretty large platform on Twitter, especially. Uh, and I don't I don't really know what to do with that. So rather than, than pining away over it or tweeting when I don't feel inspired. I just let it sit there. And what happens is, it's funny, I can watch it. Uh, if I don't tweet for several weeks or, or just even engage in any way, you know, you start losing followers. It'll, it'll start going down. It might go down a hundred or a couple hundred. And and then uh, I just tweet something and it, it'll start going right back up. And it's like, I, I used to worry about that. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I just want to be uh, useful in whatever way God gives me. But the difference for me is I've got to feel inspired. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel it, I just shut that stuff out and I don't worry about it because it, it doesn't control me. Sure. And and I, I'm not bragging about it. I'm saying that's sort of the place to where I've come to. But the the fear, you know, you're talking about what am I missing? The fear for me is um, that, that I deal with is 
Am I am I being obedient? Am yeah. I not using this the way that I should? Should I go ahead and jump in there and try to uh, tweet something or or post on Facebook? Yeah. You know, you get those messages on Facebook that say you haven't been here in a while, right? And a reminder: <laughs> your people want to hear from you. Yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I, I would imagine there's a similar tension to some degree, maybe when when like. TV came out, you know, and and you started to say the televangelist kind of thing. I mean, you know, Billy Graham or whatever, when he had the opportunity to go on television in front of all these people Mm -hmm. and and, and speak the name of God, you know, speak the name of Jesus. And there's probably a big constituency that was just like, yeah, but you can't build relationships. So what good is that? You know, and all this kind of stuff. And you think about technology now, you have the opportunity to connect with people all over the world. And, and, And again, if God is in charge, then he's placed this here right. for us to use for kingdom purposes. And so yes. there's opportunities yeah. to connect with people mm-hmm. in amazing ways that were never there before. You talk about in the Bible when it says that the, the, the gospel will be preached to the nations. Mm-hmm. Think about what technology has done to allow the name of Jesus to go into places where quite possibly it had never gone before. You know, yeah, and, and, right. and in a widespread way. And so there is so much good to it, you know, yeah. and there can be. Yeah. And, and with oh, yeah. with equal good, there is also a vice and every virtue has a vice. And <laughs> and I think that, that that's the, the thing we have to walk through. But I think, Kevin, to, to, to kind of move into when does technology become inhibitive, you know, and how, you know, there's, there's just something that we, we, we saw in the news, um, in, in Japan and you, you, you were telling me about it before the show began. Um, so I'll let you kind of elaborate on it and, and take us further sure. into this conversation. Okay. Well, there's, there's, <clears throat> I just jotted down a few examples. Uh, one particular was interesting to me cause I don't know how I feel about it. My, my first uh, response is, uh, kind of a, eh, I'm not sure. I don't, not sure I would want to do that. But uh, anyway, this is just a, one example, and we've got several here. Uh, there's good in all of them, but uh, what's the, what's the dilemma? So the question, that's the question. The the example, first example is uh, uh, just uh, Japan's government is. I'm just reading this. Japan's government is introducing an identification system that will let you use two fingerprints to make purchases at key tourist locations such as hotels and restaurants. Uh, You only have to register your fingerprints at the airport to start shopping, and you wouldn't even have to worry about showing your passport when checking into your lodgings, etc. So you kind of get the picture. And they're using it for tourism, Um, so that's you and me, I guess, going right. over there. And uh, the, the idea is let's have this in place and functioning and everybody happy about it by 2020, uh, which the, they're going to host the Olympics there, I guess, the summer. I'm Olympics. not sure. Yeah. But <clears throat> the, the point is, is your fingerprints are now uh, your identification. It's not some big number. You know, it's not revelation, you know, mark of the beast. Right. It's your fingerprints, which we talk about fondly as God's fingerprints through you mm-hmm. on the world. And uh, so, so, but here we are. We're facing this. And this is coming. Uh, you know, we have facial recognition. Uh, we've got drones flying around, dropping bombs uh, that keeps pilots safe now. You know, I've got a friend who's a pilot. He flew for years, and he now sits behind a desk, and he flies drones. And you know he he misses being in the air 
but this is a whole lot safer, sure, and more efficient. Anyway, it, so there's so many things we can talk about, but this particular example, I think, gives us a good uh, A and B side. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, wow, that's amazing how efficient it is. Sure, B is woo. I'm not sure I like that. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think? About no, that? It, it's kind of it's kind of in a way, it's it's frightening to me. Because it's like, I just get this picture of somebody chopping off my fingers and going around (laughs) and just buying stuff, you know, Um, which is crazy to think about. But it's just it it, it, you feel like you're watching a movie that that happened, I don't know, five or six, seven, eight, ten years ago, whatever. And you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like when they copy like Mission Impossible or something, when he copies the face (laughs) and the fingerprints, you know, and he and you're like, but that's happening now. Put your fingerprint on him. (laughs) I'm going to get that fingerprint (laughs) one way or another. And the guy's holding a, uh, you know, like a a dagger or a hatchet. He's no, don't take my fingers. I'll put I'll put it on there. I promise. Yeah, open the safe. Seriously, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I get that that imagery or whatnot, and and I think that you know, for me, as I think about this, is that you know, would I want my fingerprints to be associated with some type of account? You know, that I have where my money's in it. You know, whether it's a credit card or a debit card, and yeah. and just be walking around. I mean, think about. So here's the deal. You, you start talking about spending habits and such. I mean, it was hard when you have cash because you see cash going out. And you're like, ooh, that's 300 of my hundreds and I'm buying right. this whatever. And then you got a credit card. So, oh, cool. I got a credit card. Whoop, you know, yeah. and now you don't even need to do a whoop on a credit card. You say, bam, mine, you know, just <laughs> bam. Just you think about it. Just boom, right. pop your fingers down and you've got whatever. I mean, I think that it could be very damaging and, and, and I'm thinking of the spending habits. You know, yeah. it could be very damaging. Think about how easy it would just be. Just put your fingers down, man. Well, yeah. And the reverse of that is there's nothing tangible. So someone somewhere at some point has control over what your fingerprint value is. So you you think, well, this is my income and I've got all this loaded up in my fingerprint. Yes. And someone says, well, actually... You know, the dollar's not worth what it used to be. Or I don't really like the way you believe uh, you're bigoted or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you start going down that path and your fingerprint becomes uh, – the value of that becomes uh, what someone else thinks. So your be. dollar's not my dollar. Yeah, yeah. The, the person that believes uh, <laughs> this bathroom is should be set aside for everyone Yeah. that, that maybe they – and I'm just – Throwing out a oh yeah we just tying tying in yeah but that 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 person's dollar might be worth a little more than your dollar because you're you're participating in sort of hate activity mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know I'm not trying to be Orwellian but but that's you know that's a whole other thing I mean your yours was very practical sure yeah you're right if you got to all you got to do is swipe your thumb or your two fingerprints man yeah I can get Wow, I can get a Big Mac and whoo, sure. or I can get lobster and steak, and you know either one. It doesn't cost me anything. Just just s- my fingers. Swipe your fingerprint yeah. or a car. Or- yeah, and it just it, it opens the door for just a, a really a, a world of possibilities we've never even thought about. You know, and that is right. what technology does. Technology, while it has its inherent like we think that this is going to be the good of it. With any good comes a set of challenges, and some of them that you didn't even know, 
you know, and you're not going to know them until you start walking down that road. Right. Yeah. It's like you have a path, like a path diverges in the woods and, and you choose this path and, and you think this is the right path, but then you get to this point and there's this wall that has to be scaled, you know, right. with climbing gear and you didn't bring climbing gear or whatever. Yes. Well, I, I, I like the idea of choice, but frankly, I think we're past uh, the point of, I mean, it's Pandora's box. It's open. Um, and I'm not sure there's any way to put that uh, toothpaste back in the tube yep. or uh, unring the bell. It's I think it's done. So maybe the the question is is how do we manage it? Mm-hmm. How do we how do we embrace it in a godly way? Um, how do we look at it without fear? I mean, God says, "Do not fear," like you know, three hundred and some odd times in Scripture. Yeah. So. If we we look at it as something he's given us, how do we embrace it uh, with with a pure heart and clean hands? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's here. So so here's a couple other examples and to to throw into that question, and you can talk to it, speak to it. Um, I, I was watching something the other day, a documentary. I love documentaries, but the, they were talking about uh, uh, using three D printers to uh, replicate body parts. You can already do this. So if you need a new ear, you, your ear can be cloned. Uh, I guess that's the best way to describe it. I'm not an expert. I may mess this up. But essentially, uh, they can use, um, regrow your ear and, uh, or, and or print, 3D print using human uh, cloned cells to reproduce your ear if you cut it off, so you know uh, what was the guy Van Gogh? Yeah, <laughs> he could have right. had a new ear. A new ear. So, uh, I, to me, that's fascinating. Now, the direction it's taken is they can't do organs yet, vital organs like a heart or you know spleen or mm. uh, is some of this kind of stuff. But they are going that direction, and pretty soon that's going to be what in, in our lifetime, uh, and I, I should say in my lifetime. Because you're, you know, a, a little bit younger, a good bit younger, but even, and I'm not even 50 years old yet, but in the next, you know, because it's advancing so quickly, in the next few years, you're going to be seeing people instead of artificial heart or, or the uh, the old way or, or waiting in line to get a heart transplant, they're going to print a new heart and plug it in, and it'll work, and uh, you know that kind of that 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 gets into a whole other can of worms about the whole, the body and and being able to live longer and immortality but uh so that's one example uh that's that's a good example uh we've got chatbots this idea that uh and, and I think we can get into that in a little while but uh the idea that artificial intelligence is is being used to and and researched and I mean they're going after this stuff. It's, we're not there yet, but any interaction you have with companies, uh, with uh, trying to to purchase or, or ask questions or customer service, it will have a chatbot and it, it can know you, so it will learn about you. So the next time you call, it'll know. Oh yeah, Matt has. Spiky hair, or <laughs> I'm, I'm being silly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was, I already dislike <clears throat> that that technology specific to Facebook. 
because Facebook has an algorithm built into it so that if you like a cat photo, it's going to show you 15 cat photos, you know? And, you know, if you, if you like a photo of a kid's, you know, friend's baby, you get baby pictures all day. Right. And then what happens is, is that they think that you just want to engage in this type of conversation or like these type of photos all the time. So they almost train what you see. And therefore what you see, it's like, you can't click on anything because they're going to just feed you more of that. And I, I strongly, I, I, I don't, I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. I might call Zuckerberg later and just say, hey, Mark, <laughs> listen. No, but seriously, the, the thing is, is like, yeah, I, I'm a multifaceted person. You know what I mean? And you might say, oh, well, oh, yeah. you know, the psychology says that you just didn't know. I, some, some days, I will, I will, I'm not going to like a cat photo picture ever. I promise you that. I just don't, <laughs> I'm not a cat fan. But, but, but you know what I mean? I might like a picture of a friend's baby. That doesn't mean I see baby pictures all day. Right. You know what I mean? I might comment on somebody's post uh, in relation to some type of political thing, but I don't want to be fed that all the time. You know, yeah. I, I, I like it. I like to be able to have the freedom to see what I want to see. And right. they, they think that they know me, you know, uh, by, by these things. But what happens is, is once they start putting you into to a funnel, right. You're going to automatically be imprinted into that funnel. So I'm not a big fan. <laughs> well, that that's another example of efficiency. Uh, kind of like Siri, which uh, we can, I want to talk about that a little bit later. But uh, anyway, the idea is that we are going to be engaging, uh, whether we like it or not, with bots. They're, they're not real in terms of our, our definition uh, of people. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, but they engage with people and they learn and they, they become more intelligent. They know more about us. And that, that's – there's a great efficiency in that uh, and the idea of having uh, personal digital assistance. Uh, you're walking around and, you know, the, I, I like the idea of that. Hey, uh, you know, Matt's walking downtown Wilmington and boom, it says, hey, Kevin's over there at the Port City Java. And, uh, you know, if you want to hang out for a minute, he's right there. Uh, by the way, you haven't had pizza in a while. If you're hungry, there's a pizza shop right there. I mean, to me, that's fascinating, but uh, there is a downside, like you just said. Yeah. But uh, we've got the Taco Bot. Uh, Taco Bell is introducing the, the, a new way of ordering, and I don't know much about it. Again, I'm just trying yeah. to throw out some the Taco Bot. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, it's but it makes recommendations. Like go eat somewhere else. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yeah. Why? Well, hey, <laughs> place is still Taco you know, three bucks, man. You, yeah. You fill your gut. That's. <laughs> Back up when I was poor. Yeah. I love Taco Bell. I still eat it. But anyway, not to, to give them any glory. Yeah, no, uh, this is... The, the idea is that they're stepping into this. Sure. But it's all, you know, all the stuff's driven through apps, through your phone, and uh, you can do anything anywhere, which is cool. What's the downside is data, big data. Other people manage your data for you and make assumptions and then kind of guide you, uh, you know. So, so that that leads to the the final point in this, uh, the idea of Big Brother and mm-hmm. you know what is that is that is it real? You know, Mark of the Beast, all that kind of stuff. Or are we just being silly and we need to move forward and, and embrace it and be excited about it? Those are the sort of polar opposites yeah you know 
well, you look at the Matrix, right, as a movie series, and you know the the this machines took over the world and began right. to <clears throat> cultivate humans as their energy source. You know, and you and you seriously, yeah. when you watch that movie 10, 15 years, it was 15 years ago, I think, when it first came out, early 2000s, you're like, oh my gosh, that's pretty wild, you know, the yeah. Matrix. But now they start talking about bots and, you know, <laughs> cloning organs and, you know, finger swiping. You're like, oh, you know, it, yeah. it brings into mind that cartoon, that polarity. That's right. Um, you know, it's wild. I, I saw a, uh, I was watching a movie from the late 80s. It was Ghostbusters 2. Um, and when I was a kid, I remember growing up, you know, it was maybe early 90s. I remember watching this movie, right, the Ghostbusters. The first one came out in the mid-80s and then the second one, you know. And oh, yeah. it, in the movie, there there's a little spinoff talk show that one of the Ghostbusters is doing. And, and he interviews this lady, and they're talking about the end of the world. And and this lady says, the world's going to end on February 14th, 2016. And I was just like, holy cow, like it didn't. But, you know, in that movie, yeah. they're talking about now as right. being, you know what I mean, when the world's going to end. And like, yet here we are, you know, and looking back, it's just, it's an odd kind of thing to think about, about yeah. like where we've progressed to and, and where we're going and, and how this ties into scripture and, and how it ties into our faith and how do we navigate this territory. I can remember being a kid um, and and thinking about the year 2000, uh, you know, and I was a kid. I mean, I started elementary school in 71, I think, uh, 71, yeah. But I can, I can remember thinking back, even in high school, which was I graduated in the early '80s, um, thinking about, wow, I'll be 34 years old in the year 2000, <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, wow, that's old. You know, I'm, I was probably 16 at the time, and yeah. just going, man, man, that's I can't even imagine myself that age. Like, wow, that's not even young. That's Middle aged almost, and here I am, forty nine, <laughs> looking back, going, "Wow, Matt's young. <laughs> yeah. He's thirty four." <laughs> but, but it, yeah, I mean, we—it's just uh, just looking at it, you know, from from where we were. It uh, maybe the what I get out of that is it's everything's accelerating, and and it does talk about this in scripture. Uh, the knowledge will grow and and. Uh, travel to and fro across the earth. It, I can't remember the exact verses. I think it's in, in uh, the Revelation, but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's increasing. It's expanding. Everything's moving quickly, and it's a, it's it's at an accelerating at an accelerating pace. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that that time from the Matrix to that date or, or whatever it was you yeah, were just talking Ghostbuster, about, yeah. Ghostbuster. Sorry. Uh, you know, the next time it won't be that long or 30 years yeah. or whatever, it'll be um, five years. And then, you know. Well, you know, to, to that end, yesterday we were in Landfall here in Wilmington for an Azalea Festival thing. My son was doing, a, he was escorting this little girl. He's cute, by the way, man. He had his little bow tie on. He had his little blazer. Oh, yeah. He's like a grown dude. He's a little right. five-year-old guy. But anyway, <laughs> so we were in Landfall. And on the sign, the Landfall, it says 1524. And Matthew's a numbers guy, and he was like, Dad, what, what does that mean, 1524, you know, landfall? And I said, well, buddy, you know, uh, Verrazano first made landfall around this area 
1524, which is where landfall gets its name. 1524, Verrazano made landfall. And I said, you know, I was thinking about that. Columbus sailed, and Matthew in the back, of course, the, you know, the, the, uh, he's like an encyclopedia. He goes, <laughs> 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? You know, and so it, from 1492, when Columbus, you know, then Verrazano in 1524, it was a hundred years, 1620s, right? Before the pilgrims kind of landed, I think, the 1620s in Plymouth Rock. And it was 150 years before the country was found in 1776. So you look at that and you say, holy cow, 1492, you know what I mean? Hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And now we get a cell phone, you know, first with, with internet capacity, probably in 2000 and three, four, maybe right after I was in college. I mean, actually right when I was in college Mm -hmm. and now in 2000, in 10 years, you know what I mean? You can live stream. I mean, it's just amazing what you're just to, to emphasize your point, build a a multi-million dollar business just with your phone, Phone. you know, create an app. I fart, uh, the the (laughs) I fart app right back a few years ago. Wow. What the heck? It's just fart noises. Pardon my French, <laughs> yeah. here, but that's what it's called. Yeah, and there's uh, somebody who has just raked it in. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we live in that. So that that's uh, incredible. Not to you know you need to have fart noises on your phone, but <laughs> you can. Yeah. And, and it's cool. And or you can have a light or. Um, but yeah. So so think about this. The the. Uh, uh, 100 years of the 20th century, that period, um, and not even that full, uh, maybe from uh, the, the early part of the last century to the 60s, mm-hmm. the late 60s, the mid-early 60s, um, up to – maybe well, – let's see. Let's go into the 70s with the space shuttle. And, and I, you know, I was a little kid during all that. I lived right there. We, we saw the rockets taking off, the Apollo – I mean, you could see it from where I lived. I lived in Jacksonville, and all yeah. you had to do was just look out when they were launching, and you know, it was just down the road in uh, Cocoa, you know, uh, Cape Canaveral area. And uh, but we went from horse and buggy speed, which is you know what twenty miles an hour yeah. when you're getting it. it, yeah, to uh, twenty five thousand miles an hour in the space shuttle. You know, that's the fastest human vehicle uh, that, that humans Exist. have created. I yeah. guess a, an asteroid might be faster, but but uh, just the, the most advanced technology still, the most moving parts, all that stuff, the space shuttle is still the epitome of man's technology. Smartphones, technology, all that internet, the cloud, that's cool. It's a little different than that. But uh, think about the speed. You know, we went from horse and buggy to, you know, Model T or whatever, yeah. all the way up to flight and the space shuttle. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's mind-boggling out of however many years. About 70 years, 80 man's years. Man's been on, on the scene. Yeah. You know, and if you're a Christian, you look at it as thousands of years. Yeah. If you're not, whatever. But the uh, point is, is the last, you know, this last century, mm-hmm. it has gone from almost a flat line to boom. Yeah. Well, it's, we're in the J Straight curve. We yeah. are in the J curve. Yeah. So, what a great time to be alive, uh, in in a lot of ways, you know. But, but how do we wrestle that? Yeah. What do we make of it? Yeah. You know. And, and so you take that speed, and okay, that that's kind of petered out a little bit. But what what hasn't? What's moving now? Are we becoming 
integrated with machines? Are we becoming part of the cloud? You know, is that – are we going to be bionic? Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it looks that way. It's interesting, man. Very, very interesting. And I and I think that in the second hour, Kevin, I want to really dive into, like, how does faith and our understanding of God kind of merge with this concept of technology? And, and, right. and what do we think, like, how would God have us to, because in the Bible it doesn't say, take out your iPhone and thou shalt not, you know right. what I mean, text in church or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, right. there's not specific instruction in the Bible on, on the integration of this stuff, right. um, but there, there are some foundations maybe that we can kind of play off of. And so how do we do that, you know, and, and how, to, how should we consider it and how should we walk through it? So I think in the second right. hour would be really good to to dive into to some of those uh to some of those questions about you know technology and 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 starting to set some uh not necessarily parameters but maybe frame it in a way that we can start to digest it yeah um yeah. so in, in regards to technology kevin in regards to technology let's think about this what would you say is the coolest thing that Technology, like the greatest thing you appreciate about technology today, like right now, something that's like you're able to do because of technology that you truly appreciate. Mm. Wow, <clears throat> there's a lot of things. Um, I think the I love video calls. I have a new grandbaby. Um, she's, I think she's ten months now. And uh, they live in Texas. My, my son and daughter-in-law and their baby live in Texas, and they're getting ready to move to Nevada, um, you know, in a few few months. So I can't, I can't, uh, you know, that's that's a haul from here, either place, but especially Nevada. But being able to, we we uh, did Facetime with them last night, and just being able to see them and the little little sweet daughter of theirs she's just learned how to walk she took a tumble down the stairs last night which is unfortunate but we got to engage a little bit and see i mean i could even see the bump on her head and so so that's one thing i guess the other would be transportation yeah being able to go anywhere in the world uh, for a reasonable amount of money yeah you can go to you want to go to russia you know you can go that's cool that's that would be my yeah, my thing. What about yeah, you? well, I was I was going there. The same thing with the uh, on the on the transportation question. Another secondary question for you, just out of curiosity. If if we walked out of the show today and and you had a uh, Eddie Money came in singing two tickets to paradise, <laughs> right? <laughs> if he said two tickets to paradise for you and Holly, where where would you go? What kind of what kind of mood are you in? Where would you <laughs> if you could travel anywhere? Just curious. Uh, well, I would probably go, I love the UK. Um, I just been all over it and, uh, Holly and I have not been there together. So probably would go there. I mean, there's more exotic places. I'd love to go to Africa. Sure. Uh, love to go to Australia, but, uh, I think honestly, I'd like to go to, to the UK and, and, uh, uh, just walk around and, you know, the different cities, uh, Edinburgh yeah. or, or London, take the train all over and really, you know, dig into some of their, uh, culture and, uh, uh, <laughs> great, uh, 
great beer. Uh, beer, be, fish, be and frank. chips. No, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, little, so. little beer, fish, and chips. That's yeah. good. And I was just curious. How about so, you? Yeah, so I I think one of the greatest things I appreciate about technology is the internet and the ability to connect and see stuff pretty much all over the world. Like, and I think about, um, so say a guy who's surfing the break um, in in Hawaii, for example, and they share these videos of these guys surfing at Jaws. These just amazing 40, 50 foot waves. I'm not a surfer at all. Like I wouldn't be out there, you know, but, but watching these guys do this, I'll never forget. I watched a video of Laird Hamilton at Chopu uh, surfing off the coast of Fiji. And it was like the heaviest wave ever surfed or whatever the volume of the wave and, and watching him do that. I'm like, Holy cow, there's a guy he's on the other end of the world surfing this amazing wave. And here I am in my kitchen, you know what I mean? Watching you know what I mean? Yes. This, this whole thing, like just the ability, the connectivity that exists with technology, with the internet, the ability to see what's going on in different parts of the world. I just, I think yeah. that's amazing. So you can see what's going on in Mongolia. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to know how the, those folks live? You can see it. Yeah, that's that is cool. And you want to see what the you want to see what the sunrise looks like, you know, um, from Japan, or you want to see what yeah. you know the the mountains in Nepal look like, all that kind of stuff, man. Right. It's just amazing. I just it's just so cool to be able to almost travel the world in a way. Yeah. Not that it, it it anywhere compares to seeing it in person, but you know, for somebody like myself who doesn't do well on long airplane flights, I doubt I will make it to Nepal ever. You know, but to be able to see the videos of that and pictures and stuff, I just think that's incredibly cool, which that would not have happened, you know, right. a number of years ago, just period. It wouldn't have happened, yeah. you know? Um, and so, so that's me. If I, if I had somewhere to go today, I'm in, I'm Island time. I think I definitely could do some Island time. One of my favorite places in the world is St. John, uh, Yost Van Dyke. St. John is a U.S. province. Yost Van Dyke is British, but I love that whole conglomerate of the U.S. Virgin Islands. And uh, that's where we honeymooned. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are getting ready to celebrate our 11th anniversary this coming weekend. Right. And so we would uh, – I would love some island time. That would be yeah. that would be a lot of fun. So, um, well, guys uh, – Bob Marley. That's right. That's right. Oh, people. <laughs> Is this love that we're feeling? You know, I could definitely do some Marley. So, well, guys, thanks so much for jumping on this hour of Wake Up with Matt Hamm and Kevin Adams. And uh, we'll be back in the second hour, Kevin, to talk a little bit more about how uh, faith and, and technology kind of play together. And maybe we'll, we'll uh, get Siri out and see what she has to say on this conversation. That would be fun. So. I uh, appreciate you guys jumping in, and we'll be back here after the uh, after the break in the top of the hour news for another hour of Wake Up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. <laughs> 